Good morning, Four Oaks Church. A little late here this morning, but we're here firmly ensconced behind the Four Oaks microphone. So, hey, thanks for joining us for this round of our pastoral devotionals. It's Wednesday, January 31st, the last day of um, January, and we are trekking through Matthew 16. So we track with the sermon that we're going to be preaching on that week, so that, Lord willing, as we're touching on uh, the passage, studying it together, you're getting a sense of how I approach uh, a passage, how to study it, interpret it. Hopefully, Lord willing, that gives you some tools. So Matthew 16, first of all, let me read the passage that we're in, and then we'll we'll jump in and pick up where we left off yesterday. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test him. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no signs will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, O oh, you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood he did not tell them to beware the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Once more, a reminder, this pastoral devotional brought to you by Maple Street Biscuit Company, Killarn. Okay, so when we began this journey in the passage on Monday, I said there were three kind of broad questions that we wanted to answer, and, and, and we've answered the first one, which is, what is going on in verses 1 through 4? Um, when Jesus uses this analogy of the weather, talks about signs, says they're wicked for asking for a sign. And remember, we said the point was their spiritual blindedness, that while they could see something as, as benign and generic in the sky, okay, red sky at night, sailor's delight, red sky in warning, sailor's warning, sailor take warning, they could not see something even more plainly obvious, and that was the miracles of Jesus and what they're attesting to. So when they ask him to do a sign, they're, they're not, they're, this is not a genuine request. They want to trip him up. But even if he did a sign that, that they had in mind, they would find a way to explain it away, that he drives out demons by the prince of demons, right? So, so the spiritual blindness of the Pharisees, their hardness of heart, their unbelief, their cynicism, that's what one through four is getting at. Now, we move into the heart of the passage when Jesus has the meeting after the meeting, right? The debrief with the disciples. And it tells us that he that they had forgotten to bring any bread. And so Jesus um, uses this opportunity to want to teach them something about the teaching of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And so he says, watch out and beware. They think he's talking about literal bread. And they think he's saying, well, 
we forgot bread, just don't eat the bread of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And so now Jesus has two things simultaneously that he's wanting to instruct them about. Number one, um, that how could they be so obtuse? He's just, they've just seen him feed upwards of 50,000 people on two separate occasions. It would be no problem for them uh, for him to provide bread for them. Okay, that, that, that's, one that, that's one point, obvious point. But that's not the main point here. The main point is that Jesus wants to give a teaching about the nature of leaven and how that relates to the Pharisees and Sadducees. Okay, and that, and that requires us, that's the second issue we want to look at. And, and that requires us to draw back on the rest of the biblical evidence. And one of the things that um, I told you to do was to go look and find all the references to leaven in the Bible. And so obviously the very first reference we see to leaven, okay, and again, by leaven, we mean yeast. It's a baking ingredient. It, you stick it into your ingredients like bread. It causes the bread to rise. It takes, um, that takes time. It's a process. But when God brought the people out of Israel, uh, he told them to bake bread, but not leavened bread. Un he told them to break unleavened bread. Why? Look at verse, well, this is, goes back to Exodus 12, verse 39. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough that, that, had brought, that they had brought out of Egypt, for it was not leavened because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not wait nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. So when they were to eat unleavened bread in perpetuity in honor of the Passover, it was to remind them, okay, that God thrust them out of Egypt. They could not wait on their bread, okay? They could not wait um, for the bread to lie, the leavened bread to rise. They had to go out in the wilderness and be dependent upon God to feed them, which, which he did. And so... All the other days of the year, they could eat leavened bread, but during the Passover, unleavened bread. Now, this picture of leaven, okay, um, was and continues to continue to be a theme that the other scriptures write, uh, other scripture writers write about. So, hold your place right there. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter five, and it's here that. Um, Paul is exhorting the church in Corinth to excommunicate the unrepentant brother who is having an adulterous affair, okay? And listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, um, 1 Corinthians 5, verse 6. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the festival not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And so here, Paul takes up this analogy of leaven, and he says, if you don't expel the immoral brother... Again, not to hurt him, but to bring him to repentance. This is going to be like leaven in the uh, in, in dough, this man in your church. While small, okay, uh, he's just one person, his influence, his, his immoral behavior, his character 
becomes an infection for the rest of the body. Not that the church isn't a place for sinners, but professing Christians are repentant people. And by virtue of this fact that this man was living in high-handed sin, he was leavening the rest of the church with what Paul says, malice and evil. And so Paul says you have to remove him from your midst. So in that sense, leaven, right, takes on um, sort of a, a dark connotation, okay? Now, let me say this, that's not the only way leaven is depicted in the scriptures. So, for example, in, in um, let's, let's look at a passage in Matthew. Um, Matthew 13, 33, we looked at this previously. Jesus uses the word leaven in a positive sense. He's, 13, 33, he told them another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. And his point there is that the seeds of the kingdom, while, while maybe very small, eventually spread, dominate, take control, spread throughout the whole world, right? And that's what Jesus's ministry is doing. So, so you see that leaven is a generic term. Uh, it means influence. It means spread. Um, it's used both positively and negatively in Scripture, although most often negatively, but, but you, you get the point, right? So let's go back to Matthew chapter 16. What in the world is Jesus saying? He tells them, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And so what he seems to be saying is that the Pharisees and Sadducees, by virtue of who they are, by virtue of what they teach, by virtue of what they model, um, they, they represent something, but in reality, they are of subversive influence in the kingdom of God. And so be on guard. Um, understand you're not to play footsies with the theology, the teaching, the lifestyle of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy, their twisting of scripture, their, um, their adding on traditions. Um, don't coddle up to it. Don't be adjacent to it. Um, leave no room for it, okay? That's Jesus's point. The fact that they don't understand this, think he's talking about bread, he then seeks to remind them, right? Hey, listen, he does two things at once. He does the spiritual jujitsu, Jesus does. He always does many things at once. He, he says, number one, you, you have, where's your faith? Don't you know, don't you remember what I've done for you? What a great reminder for us today, right? If, if, the, if, the, if, the, if the journey of life, if the obstacles we're facing today seem more than we can bear, just remember they are. Only Jesus can bear them and he is faithful. So we have to have, um, we, we have to remember the object of our faith. Okay, that's Jesus. But secondly, and the main lesson here is uh, guard your heart, disciples. Um, Despite all the flash and dash of the Pharisees, their popularity, the way they dress, their charisma, their respectability among the people, they are a subversive influence to the kingdom of God. And it's a great reminder to us, right? A lot of times we have um, a, a penchant, a propensity to want to rationalize little compromises in our life. 
come on, Pastor Paul, I'm not killing anybody. I'm not, um, I'm not sleeping around. I'm not stealing, you know? And so just compromising a little bit in this area is, is not a big deal, right? And it's a reminder that Satan loves that line of thinking. He loves to take that leaven of unbelief and malice and evil and use it to, to wreak havoc in our souls and in our hearts. And that's what Jesus is warning about. Now, tomorrow, it says here um, that he, he, Jesus puts a little finer point on this when he says, verse 11, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And we might have a general sense of what he's talking about there, but I want to look at that further because um, we want to know exactly what he means by the teaching, because as we're going to see, the Pharisees and Sadducees were diametrically opposite in every way theologically. What kind of teaching could they, what is it about those two parties that they hold in common that Jesus wants us to be particularly aware of? And if you want to know, you'll have to stop back right here tomorrow. Let's pray. Lord, let us not be deceived. Um, leaven is, the, is, a, is a spiritual law. It's whatever we're putting in um, is what's coming out. And whatever um, we're introducing into our hearts and our lives um, will dominate our hearts and lives. Let us not be deceived about this, but let us guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let us walk in faith in the power of the Spirit today. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.